Hello, welcome to Boulders and Steel, bound by an ever-present disdain for existence, Corthra's form of sludge fills the sonic space with reverberating screams and thick burdensome roofs. Born from Fort Erie, Ontario, Canada, this four-piece combines brooding passages with hauntingly melodic expanses that frame the desperate cries for purpose. On release number two, the tenets, Corthra are heavier, darker, and more desperate than ever. What's up? Welcome to, I think, episode 22 of this, this little podcast that I do. Uh, it's not just a face. We got Kothra, uh, the, the titans of heavy. Um, they, there you go. There you go. Welcome to the show. Hi guys. Hello. Hey. Hello. What are you guys doing? You guys are just practicing, eh? Yeah. Yeah. We're about to jam. Yeah. First about jam. to jam. First jam in since March. A yeah. long time. Maybe. In a long time. Well, where are you guys? Are you guys uh, jamming the songs you guys have now, or are you guys doing new songs, or is that uh, classified? I think we need to get a grip on playing at all <laughs> before we delve into new stuff. Yeah. Things we jam with. Totally. Yeah, I, I forgot how to play guitar, so I've been playing a couple days leading up to this in hopes that it would go okay. Awesome. Um, cool. Uh, do you guys want to do some introductions? Can I go through the room, who you are, what you play? Or remember to play. Uh, Joe, I play guitar and do uh, half of the vocals. I am John. I also play guitar and do the other half of the vocals. I'm Davis. I play drums. <laughs> I'm Byron and I play bass. Sweet. 
so I want to talk about the tenants. I've been listening to it uh, for the majority of the day. Not at work. I wasn't allowed to do that, obviously. Uh, it's fucking heavy. Lots of lots of rich, gorgeous tone. Um, I was curious about what the concepts you guys played with for that release. Um, like lyrically, musically. Um, I think musically has always been difficult for I played in bands with these guys like for years now and I think like after kind of the second release of a band is always like the hardest thing for us because like you're trying to still be that band but move into a, a new direction type of thing so that that's always been difficult and when we like came up with the basis of the not musical part, like the lyrical and, and the idea of it, I think it like made it easier to write the music. And uh, yeah, like I guess lyrically the concepts were, were formed through discussions between, well, Joe came up with the ideas for everything. And I just thought it'd be fun to, to put that as like a concept for the album, but mostly the ideas are stuff that we're still trying to get a grip on. Like we don't even necessarily know what the, the ultimate meaning of the, the tenets is, but that's the whole point. It's supposed to be like a thing you're attempting to grasp throughout your, your daily ponderances or whatever. Um, the titles are, are self-explanatory. But I mean, what it means to you or me or whoever else, that's where it's like interesting, I think. I think yeah. it was, uh, I also think that it kind of, it was a good place to go because like the concepts themselves were very difficult to, like when we got down to like writing the lyrics and stuff, it was really hard to nail down an actual idea of what those tenants were um, other than just like them themselves and it was equally as much of a mystery to write the write the music so I think they kind of went hand in hand yeah yeah it was like when we wrote the lyrics actually because Joe wrote the lyrics for confidence is key because that was the that was the one that he really was like set on conceptually I think and I wrote the lyrics for belief is reality because similar thing, but ignorance is bliss was the, the big challenge. Yeah. We were working on that for a long time. Lyrically or musically on that one. Oh, both. Yeah, both. <laughs> confidence. Yeah. Confidence and belief like happen quick. Maybe two jams and it was done. Yeah. Confidence was like the first jam. Jams. Yeah, because we, we like started it and had half of it, and yeah. then had like ideas for the other half, and didn't know how to put it together. But we also had a fun approach too, because Byron, Joe, and I each wrote the i like the main concepts musically for the three songs. Like Joe did ignorance, and Byron did confidence, and I did believe is reality. But then we kind of all you know figured it out together rather than just having a complete thing that we just performed. So, yeah. yeah. And, and then another important note is that all of the visual, um, the visual aspects of the album were created by us and our, our friend, Matt. So mm. we, we like to take our own photos. Yeah. <laughs> we're photographers. A very long winded response. <laughs> <laughs> a long long awaited thing yeah yeah no that's good i i like when the whole band is there to talk so that means i don't have to say much <laughs> <laughs> you guys do all the work and i can just put it out um yeah like i mean it was pretty sick uh going at, like being at mind bomb and flipping through the records and seeing you guys there that's pretty that's pretty gnarly copy yeah <laughs> uh, i did i bought um 
how did you guys all start playing together? Like I know it's fairly obvious that we all know each other through music scene some way, but what got the four of you guys to decide to play together together? Um, well, Byron and I have been playing together for Jesus Christ. <laughs> a, a long time, just on stuff that like never came out. We've like recorded like two albums that have never come out of like, and that sort of like, it was much more like melodic. It was almost like emotive, hardcore type stuff. And we we had a really hard time like finding other members of the band that were willing to like commit to something like that because it's like there was a lot of layers and changes and and the songs were really long and stuff and so it takes a lot of practice and dedication to like get that kind of tight so then after having a hard time with it for years like we were just like okay let's just make like a heavy band and started doing that started jamming with davis like we've also known davis for a long time and he was just like really wanting to play in like a heavy band because he was kind of in between stuff at the time between heavy bands. <laughs> and, and actually josh josh came in we were jamming and josh showed up to like try and amp out and we were like yeah man and I was just like, oh, I brought an extra guitar and he just jammed with us and then he was just in the band. So Nice. That's usually how that seems to go. What was your guys' first bands? Like ever? Sure. Or first first ever. Uh, and I'm, I'm really hoping you have embarrassing band names. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then like first like you actually like played shows in like uh, doesn't have to be like for, like a touring but like first band actually did show like did shit okay my first band was a hardcore band called Null and it could have been good but I was too immature to do it properly like I remember specifically this one show we played in Welland with um, Wrong Answer and the Mongoloids and I just wore a bicycle helmet and really made one of our members who wanted to take it seriously super mad. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my first foray. I was the singer that in that band. That band was good though. That band was cool. It was fun, yeah. yeah. I wish I wish we I wish I wasn't an idiot. <laughs> How old were you? Uh I think 17. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that answer. <laughs> I would love to see you on stage with a bicycle helmet. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough to see him in the tank. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not originally from Niagara. I'm, really, I'm originally from Sarnia, Ontario, and my first band was called Sarnia. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. Which like came complete with a theme song, and uh, yeah, we it was like I play guitar and then my buddy played drums and we had four vocalists. And uh, wait, four vocalists? Yes. And uh, why? I couldn't tell you, but it was honestly a great time. Like were very popular in Sarnia in like the punk scene and like kind of abroad like we played shows abroad a little bit and kind of I don't know people just like the the thrill of it all so but uh yeah nice what was the first one that was that, I guess like, yeah I guess they were pretty you guys were pretty popular in Sarnia like you guys are playing a bunch of shows there too was that your like your first first band too um my first band that actually like played shows and stuff like that there was other renditions of stuff that never came like you know practicing smoke on the water and so like just learning to play yeah. an instrument as like a band type of thing but yeah in terms of writing our own material and and stuff like that that was that was the we're on a phone in our jam space right now joe is <laughs> kneeling over 
<laughs> yeah, I did. I had uh, bands when I was a kid. I <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me to say? I was in terrible bands. Uh, the first band I was in that like did stuff was called Short Lives, and that was with like Chris from Redcoat. Um, and that was how I like met everybody. Like we ended up jamming at a place in Welland where all the bands rehearsed. And that was like where I met everybody that I'm jamming with right now. So yeah, that was cool. Byron was in Del Asher. <laughs> oh shit, you're Del Asher. Okay. I, I was in Del Asher and I was in for a man post both for probably a couple of years. Um, unfortunately, first band is as funny as Joe's is, mine's probably worse. Mine is from like 2001 and we were called playing with broken mirrors and we were an emo band <laughs> and we used to play at like the hideaway and like l3 and red square and all those uh all those old venues in st Catharines. so that was the first band that actually did anything but yeah i was in man and ghost and del asher those would be like the more notable ones unfortunately <laughs> i was in a sick band when i lived in australia Australia called Night Hag, though. That was a lot of fun. I did one tour with them while I lived there. So that was a lot of fun. Do you guys all remember the first, uh, first A, first show you played, and B, the first show you went to ever? Oh, I remember the first show I went to. It was uh, at the Lions Club in Port Dalhousie. <laughs> and it was uh, Desperate Times and Shedding a Skin, formerly the author. And they were playing with this band called Betrayal that I just happened to know about. And you were so young. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so Canadian. I saw Sloan and Rufus Wainwright at the Niagara Dome. I was in grade eight. I saw Incubus and Phantom Planet nice. in Hamilton. I don't remember what bands played, but I went to a show at the end in Welland. That was the first gig I ever went to when I was like 12. My cousin took me and it was it was fun. That was like what got me into heavy music. First show I ever played was with Steve Terraberry of YouTube 49 string guitar fame. <laughs> nice. He played that's a band called Closed for real? the Season. Yeah, no, that's super real. Yeah. He played in a band called Closed for the Season Whoa. with uh with Drew Hayes. And, uh, and we played a show in Ridgeway at the Ridgeway Community Center. I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> I was 12. Yeah. I was 12. I was a small child. Ooh. Yeah, that was funny. That was the first show I ever played. I might be wrong, but I think the first show I played was in the basement of the Welland Jam space. The Helmet Show? No, no that was after. But same band. It was in the basement. It's called yeah. The Wrong Place. The yeah. Wrong Space or whatever. Whatever they want. The wrong but zone. Yeah. yeah. Don't go there, place. But yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. I, I think that might have been my first show. That's the only, as far as back as I can remember. I think my first, I can't remember my first show, but it was similar thing at a Lions Club or the Eagles Club or something. And just yeah. making the the one patron that had to stay to like lock up just so sad. <laughs> music ever green day cover which like it kind of made you from then on always playing those shows made me so happy because like you got to see this just old man sitting in the back just <laughs> hating every minute of it <laughs> and then like and then when we had like bigger shows there they would like open the bar and so there'd be even more sad people and oh miss that yeah, that was like my first show. I played a show at the Hideaway, St. Catharines, and the, all of the regulars used to show up. It's the old drunkards in the North End used to show up there to just get pummeled by all the crappy bands that would play. <laughs> <laughs> was there like ever like a nightmarish show for any of you guys? Like just like like oh, oh like Larry oh. David, the show for <laughs> <laughs> that was for us it was too. That was <laughs> the same show for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had words. I have photos that could do it justice. Club like, oh, of Love. No, Club no. of Love played like the, the second show. 
<laughs> it's like the second show of that night after hours. Oh, what the, the strange or something? Oh, there was so, it was something, strange or something like they were that. called strange something. Yeah. It was crazy. Anyway, yeah, we doesn't matter. Last <laughs> fall, we did a few shows with uh, with our this boys. other band yeah. called Femur, which you should check out. They're from Thunder Bay. Very very sick. Very cool dudes. They also like released a new record like within yeah. the last like six months as well. And yeah. it's 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 very good. Oh, it's yeah. much better than ours. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, they were like, "Yeah, we should play some shows" because we had played in Toronto like before that. that was and also, kind mm-hmm. of a funny experience. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, they were like, "Oh, we we don't have like a show for this day." And then they just so happened to like pick one up in Oshawa and we're like, okay, we'll, we'll go up there, like whatever. And it was nuts. It was, it was crazy. It was, no one was there. Absolutely. No one was there until like the show was over. And then they just had like a cover band thing happening and that's when people like showed up and that was at like almost 1 a.m when they yeah yeah weird. yeah but it was in like a re- like a restaurant almost like there was just like booths and stuff to sit at yeah, it was like, like a it, hot dog place yeah yeah this picture you guys pulling up into a kelsey's yeah okay, yeah I, I can actually vouch for having played a show at a legitimate restaurant before I was in a band called Pizza Sharks, or now called Fourth Way, and we straight up played a show in a Wild Wing. Um, <laughs> played in a Wild Wings? Yeah, in um, in Burlington or Oakville or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we were very rowdy, and one of the bands tried to call the police because I stood on the bass drum during our set because we were just friggin' rocking, and they tried to fight us and stuff. I forgot all about that till the there moment. Sauce everywhere. It there it was it was not a good thing for us to be there <laughs> in any way. Oh man, beach jerks were always so fun to watch play. That was a good time. Oh, great band, great band. Yeah, this a great band. I think I think they're over now. But is is there not a Wild Wings in St. Catharines now? Like downtown. We don't really go to Wild Wings. <laughs> we are we are not the folk. I'm banned. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. <laughs> well, I hope we get to see Cawther at like a Pizza Hut or something then. Um, <laughs> really? Is that really sad? Kind yes. of. Yes! <laughs> My mom worked there for me, oh. so I just have like... Nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what got, like, kind of moving away from Wild Wings? <laughs> Do you know how many flavors they have? <laughs> it's truly wild. List them all. I've made the bad joke. We can move on. When you guys were writing the tenants, um, music-wise, what were you guys kind of listening to, or was there anything that you kind of were hoping to accomplish through your inspirations, or what you guys were listening to at the time? Um, when we made this record, we well, so we made a record before that one. Also with our buddy Sean, who works in Hamilton. Boxcar um, sound. Boxcar sound. Great zone. And like, basically, we just wanted it to sound... Because like, I mixed the last one too, but I just like, didn't make it sick. So this time, we really wanted to make it really sick. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope this makes sense. We wanted it to be really sick. So we listened to a bunch of records and we all agreed that we really like the sound of like when bands all play together. So we made sure to do that. I mean, like we listened to a lot in of, like, of like in live on the floor. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like everybody ripping together. We, we just wanted the whole band to play at once, and like record that, you know, because the previous one was like tracked. Yeah. Yeah. We did it all multi-track style and it just didn't gel the same way. So like definitely I would say we were more listening to like records for the vibe than like necessarily like Sonic records like joe put on fugazi and would be like that's that's what like instruments sound like when they're happening in the room and we would like go from obviously i added a lot of reverb to the tenants but we started from a place of like what does the band sound like when we do this and so it was a lot of record about tragedy and his hero was gone yeah bands that have a really rough around the edges character that's kind of like what we were into at the time i don't know you guys yeah i think it's uh i think that's accurate and yeah i think that like the getting the rough around the edges feel is a lot harder than we thought like you think because we're a very sick band like we're too tight too tight it's just uh it was very hard to get it that way like kind of moving away from like a really clean perfect like we it's all recorded to a click and everything but it kind of loses that like raw feel but at the same time i don't want to seem underprepared yeah you don't want to you don't want it to just be like blatantly off time and stuff like that so that was something that like i think like the end of the first day we were kind of having like a lot of trouble yeah putting it together and we were kind of like all right we gotta like play a little bit more freely um so it sounds like we're not just like rehearsing yeah the, like yeah. it sounds like we play because like the lot like us live it's just a lot of like a lot of emotion and stuff like that and to have that come through the album as well yeah and we only booked two days to make that record so the first day we spent like setting up and like trying to whatever and then yeah the next day we went in and just like ripped it all out in a day so yeah. the record was done off live off the floor and done in two days yeah yeah, yeah. fuck both of them were right Callous other than other than vocals. vocals yeah yeah we did yeah. vocals at the church we vocals did like we did at the church yeah, yeah we like added some reverby guitars and stuff yeah a couple overdubs here and yeah. there but yeah we put it together quick time yeah the thing yeah. is like there's the obvious like bands that we're obsessed with but will never sound like just buried inside oh neurosis sumac oh. Yeah, yeah sumac like you know 
just the king king bands yeah. but like maybe one day <clears throat> one yeah. day <laughs> i remember when i saw you i th- i think i've only gotten to see you guys once did you guys play meltdown fest I uh, don't think so. No, we played like we played we a play show for Tyler. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember the poster. You guys played well. I, saw, I remember I saw you. Right. I saw you guys at Warehouse. Yeah, that was yeah. the one we played with eating my sharks. No, it was Distorted Roots. Distorted Roots. That's the one. Uh, so, yeah, we yeah. played right before eating my sharks. Right. And I was just blown away. Um, you guys. I didn't know actually how else to really consider aside from when I saw Neurosis play, but I, I think just like, cause you guys like pretty much only had backlighting going. And I think just with like the way you guys all set up on stage and how heavy your music was, I was like also a little stoned and just boom, completely like in awe. Like there was so much power coming from the stage. I was like, Holy shit. Um, <laughs> And the note, note on like the power aspect, I remember Eric telling me, like the 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 guy behind Warehouse telling me um, that at first my my mic wasn't turned on, but he could hear me yelling from the back of the venue still. <laughs> yeah, man, you guys you guys were so loud um, in like in a perfect way, and it came through one hundred percent in the recordings um, like that that. Uh, ferocity kind of translates from stage to the sound of the record for sure yeah i guess another thing to note is like we are full gear heads yeah so like hearing that from you is also like feels good because like spend a lot of time trying to like dial stuff in yeah Mm -hmm. what this is nice we got a lot of toys here down. Just <laughs> got a fucking space. Davis may also be a little stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so this is the question that I am legally and obligated to ask by contract from uh, my co-host Robert. Um, what got you guys into punk, heavy, alternative, all of that kind of music? Uh, please answer because I am legally obligated to ask this. I'll go first because I, I have the story right off the top of my head. Um, when I was younger, uh, my neighbor, well, their family, I hung out with them, the Simpson family, and me and Riley were friends. And um, his older brother, Callan, was getting into like alternative stuff. And I remember, aside from like playing Guitar Hero 2 or whatever, um, I remember one day I was at their house and he played a Treyu. And I heard the song, Someone Standing on My Chest, and that exploded my little brain at the time. <laughs> and then I just went down the rabbit hole of like that and like anything else that they just happened, he happened to be playing like System of a Down or like Linkin Park and stuff like that. So what was your favorite Linkin Park song, Josh? Mm. Growling. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to say numb. Um, and a fun little fact, I sang that a cappella at a talent show when I was grade <laughs> five. <laughs> Somewhere there has to be a video. I, <laughs> oh, can we can, uh, can we do like an anniversary of this? Like, yeah, let's go. It's not free anymore. <laughs> that, can, that can be its own podcast. You have to donate cryptocurrencies to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you to record that. And that's going to be the intro to the episode. Uh, for me, it was like mostly my brother was kind of my older brother. He kind of got into punk, but he was more into like Operation Ivy, like Rancid, Early Green Day, stuff like that. And I, I was at the time listening to more like Rage Against the Machine and Refused and stuff like that. And there wasn't really like we kind of just had more of a punk scene in Sarnia, so it was kind of like bridging that gap. And, and luckily I had, we had another friend that was like a few years older than us that was like very knowledgeable with
with music and like showed me just bands that I listen to every day now. And it, uh, that kind of like really got me into the heavier side of like punk music, I guess. Yeah. My cousin took me to shows when I was a kid and, uh, she just, I remember like the first time I heard double kick, she like played shark punch for me. Like that joke straight edge band. Oh yeah. Holy fuck, this is wild. I was like a metal kid. I was always a metal kid. And then uh, I don't know, I got into punk a while ago. I forget what I I don't know what got me into punk. Something fast and heavy. <laughs> I don't really know what got me into it. I was just collecting music when I was younger and I got I remember getting a sampler and it literally had at the drive-in refuse converge all on it because relationship of command shape of punk to come and Jane Doe had all come out close around the same time so they all wound up on this one sampler I got and just those three bands just were the ones that grabbed my attention the most and just from that looking into their deeper into their catalogs and stuff it just got me further into heavier and then slower music as time went on so yeah totally you remember like the first like that's a sick sampler too yeah oh yeah it's like straight up i get people that are listening to this of like our because byron's fucking old yeah but like, I'm 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 very old. The Victory Records sampler, the one that had Wake the Dead. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. That, that, Dude, was that, that, yeah. that was like the hey, fucking R the, era. That Aiden track that was on that. Yes. Sampler, yes. Fucking yeah. That yeah. Song, that song rocks. Mine, I think, was literally just like a metal magazine that just had a CD in it, and it was probably just like those were three of the biggest underground records at that time for heavy bands. So. They just tossed a song. It was like One Arm Scissor, Concubine, and I, yeah, I think it was New Noise. New and noise just, and I also grew up during the whole much music of they actually played wow. music videos yeah. and loud and stuff like that. So they always played New Noise Man, and, noise and stuff like that. So yeah, exactly. Man, I totally forgot about those like metal magazines. Are they still like? in print like decibel magazines to like does they do like uh flexi discs yeah they do like plastic flexi discs like there's square little vinyl samplers it's usually just like one song i have that one yeah because when i I worked at sunrise for like six years and we would give them away so every time we'd get a decibel in with the flexi in it i just like one for me Did, was there? Did you guys like growing up ever just like want to be in like any of those or even like the what was the one that like it was pretty much Hot Topics magazine Alternative Press? Do you remember that uh, one? Yeah, Hertz was in Alternative Press. Can you hear me okay? I'm on the floor because my back is dinked right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hertz was in Alternative Press. How did that one happen? You guys were in Alternative Press. I mean, yeah, we didn't have like a cover photo, but we were in there. Oh shit! Yeah, damn. I was more in like to the zine type of stuff. Just like I don't know if you know Heart Attack. Like it was <clears throat> more like crust and and shit like that. So that's I, that's. I, that's all, I, I was I would fucking die to be in that. But <laughs> I wish I knew about that kind of stuff. I kind of had to like figure it all out myself. Like all I had was LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys on It Weeks? Like the website? No. Um, no. Like music site for. I was I was already old when most of this stuff was available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I never caught on to zines. That was a thing that I didn't catch until like way, way later. But I definitely was like going to like convenience stores and buying like yeah whatever metal mags were out there do you guys ever have like ever dream about being in one of them and wanted like you had your like you would always like practice an interview and you're like oh one day i'm gonna be in this it's gonna be fucking sick i'm gonna talk about my band called 
Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing when you look back at those things. Whenever I looked at those magazines, I was like, who does like promo photos? Like it just seems so lame. And then like for the tenants, we like snuck into the like they were dismantling, uh, like demoing the hospital, uh, an old hospital in St. Catharines. And we're like, well, this is like the first thing that most of us are putting out seriously. So we have to like take some of these fucking photos. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like, it's, it's a love hate thing. Like, I like the photos in the album and stuff like that is it kind of corny like going out and you know what i mean you gotta be like all right guys we're gonna have the 10 second countdown and look cool like look cool in 10 seconds yeah. <laughs> oh man i always loved the um the whenever you're on like i think like spotify and stuff and you read a band's promo and it's like a brand new brand brand new band and it's written out so like professionally and wordy and it's like got interviews with his band. Like it feels so planted um, from a band that's got like two monthly listeners and no recorded, like one song out. And it's like this whole, whole thing fucking kills me. I love it. Don't listen to our music. Just read our bio. Can <laughs> <laughs> one of you guys give me a, a bio for Kothra? We have a bio. We have a bio. We have a bio. Yeah, we have a great bio. It's only one paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely wordy. I don't know. That's not industry plant enough for me. Uh, On that though, like, just with the last year and a half or whatever, like, COVID stuff and and like just digital music and stuff like it was some of us have not like this is the first like vinyl that we that i have personally gotten pressed and like was very stoked it's been like a long time in the making and then like we just had them we just had them and we're like what are we gonna do with this and like I don't know if like sometimes those bios like do get people to listen to your stuff when like you can't experience it. No one has seen anyone play in a year and a half. So like putting out new music, you know what I mean? If you're a big band and you put out something digitally, like people are going to find it and they're going to listen to it. But like, if you're us, it's devastating. Like, we got kind of lucky though, because a couple podcasts from the UK reached out to us, and um, we just were featured on their podcast. Like we didn't do an interview or anything, and uh, we had one of the best reviews ever made in the history of time on YouTube oh, by uh, by a channel called Boulders and Steel. Yeah. Um, bless that man's heart. You can. That's where you can hear the bio. Yeah, that's where you can hear the bio. He just reads it. Yeah. He just, and that's the whole video. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if I can find this right now. You definitely yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah, just, just search Kothra, Boulders, and Steel. On YouTube? <laughs> yes. Kothra, Boulders, and Steel. Yes. And it, the, the thumbnail should be a guy with sunglasses on. Yeah, and a TV in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he found it. <laughs> no, but there's this really hot girl with ATVs. <laughs> All right. Look on that instead. <laughs> cycling in Peterborough in the Kawarthas. I don't think I'm going to have as much luck as I was hoping I'd have. I'm going to find it and send you the link. <laughs> we put it in the podcast. Put in the pod. Yeah. Honestly, I might just. It's called Hog Rock. <laughs> Hog Rock Wildest Adult Party in America oh, Campground yeah. Tour. Hey, don't. I'm going to send you this link right now. Okay. I kind of want to watch Hog Rock. <laughs> Probably better. Okay, it's been sent to you. On Facebook Messenger. Okay. Oh my <laughs> god. 
Shout out boulders and steel. Yeah, that dude is constant. He is constantly uploading videos to his channel of just bands. So much respect to boulders and steel. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to play this. Um, Wow, that's that's definitely going to be the thumbnail. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Perfect. Welcome to Borders and Steel. Bound by an ever-present disdain for existence, Corthra's form of sludge fills the sonic space with reverberating screams and thick burdensome roofs. Born from Fort Erie, Ontario, Canada, this four-piece combines brooding passages with hauntingly melodic expanses that frame the desperate cries for purpose. On release number two, the tenets, Kothra are heavier, darker, and more desperate than ever. Oh my God. Just make just that the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Am am I legally allowed to steal that as the intro? That was way better than what I had. Oh my god. Boulders and steel. But when that Shout happened. out. Big dog. God damn. Yeah, man. He's he's putting in the work. I like fader track. I agree. Good comment. Fader track. Yeah. I fader track. That's incredible. What was, that, what was that accent? I don't know. European of some sort? Yeah. Fair. Oh my god. How did how did you feel when you got that? Like I remember, my old band got one of those. <laughs> we got yeah, someone made yeah. a lyric video for us, but it was made like through Windows Movie Maker with like the OG effects. Like it was just wavy oh, and like, yeah. like top ten breakdown style video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was beautiful. I, you know, I I learned how to love myself when I got that. Like I can only imagine when Bulge and Steel, you know, gave that review um like it doesn't take much no like, it doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah we're happy to do anything yeah we love you for reaching out exactly yeah oh my god well guys it's been it's been a blast this has been this has been so sweet yeah been fun sorry yeah. that sorry if we don't live up to uh total disdain for existence <laughs> i actually think you guys have like completely nailed that one perfect <laughs> is there anything you guys wanted to plug uh any anything coming down the pipeline any of that shit yeah just uh i don't know we have stuff on spotify and i think our album and that is on yeah yeah if you want to if you want to buy a 12 inch lp or a t-shirt or both it's on the Bandcamp. please check that out if you're interested otherwise yeah like joe said we're on all the streaming platforms and uh i think we're playing in toronto september 3rd uh at the bovine with uh, grabert if uh anybody wants to come out and fucking headbang for the first time in 2021 that would be sick this is the first time we're gonna play these songs live so uh this the amount of stoked is slowly creeping in kind of realizing that's real again yeah what was the last show you guys played i now i did the intro so now we got more questions uh, we did a run of shows with C's out was there. Sherbrooke. Yeah, we, Sherbrooke, Quebec, we played it. Was it a death metal fest? Was it called Death Fest? I don't know. Our friend um, Martin, I, I can't do the French pronunciation of that, so I'm not going to try. Martin. He, he, uh, there you go. He, he has um, a venue out in Sherbrooke, and he's in a band called Allness. Shout out Allness. Yeah. And they had us come play like a gig there. It was a lot of fun. Oh, 
Um, Lamurdoch. Lamurdoch. And there was actually a, 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 a set from a band I was surprised to see, which was hashed out. They're from nice. Toronto. Yeah. yeah, they played that night. It was yeah. pretty sick. That's true, too. Wow, that was so long ago. Yeah, and then we played, what was it? Well, we went to Montreal. Yeah, that was October. Montreal and Sherbrooke. That was yeah, end of October we played there. That's that's twenty nineteen. Oh, shout uh, shout out Magog, Quebec. Oh yeah, the heart of Magog. (laughs) (laughs) Magog. It's been a while. Like then we went and recorded the beginning of we recorded. Yeah, we recorded like right before. The pandemic, the yeah. pandemic, and then uh, we kind of like were hesitant on doing anything with it, obviously, because we didn't know how things were going to end up. And then it just became like it just the pandemic went so long. We're like, we gotta release this so that we can just like work on other stuff. And then we just couldn't see each other, so we couldn't work on other stuff. So didn't matter anyway but yeah here we are now we're back we're ready to rock big dogs ready to fucking go that's a hell yeah Dalton, thank you so much for having us yeah thanks thanks for coming on the show guys a real band yeah doing stuff did we get the first official interview with kothra yes no 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 (laughs) no That's fucked up uh, pressure that I don't want. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mark Tromblay. Oh, yeah. Shout, shout, shout out, out Mark. Shout out, Mark. Shout, shout out, Mark. Shout out, Prepare. Shout out, Dalton. Yeah, Mark from Prepare. Shout out, yeah, shout out, Dalton as well. Shout out, Sonyan. Yeah. Well and forever. We're all from Fort Erie, actually. <laughs> shout out. Shout out, music. Yeah, music, yeah. music is good. This one goes out to music. This, this next shout out goes out to music. And you know what? Crawling in my <laughs> head.